0: I'm the first to the party. Please do not get the boy started. Step back and drop 50 like Harden. Insisting, I need no assistance. I make my own shots. You can't stop me. There's no way to guard him, Except that you won't catch me flopping. You bring up a topic. I'm catching the ball, never dropping. We covering every option. Don't matter if we talking basketball, football, or boxing. we gon' gonna acknowledge it. Skip all the politics. Honest opinions on top of that polished no need to push an agenda, unlike the pretenders who force in your face who they riding with. We gon' talk real facts. Ay, no, you can kill that. We the ones bringing the skill back. No, you can feel that. No, you have been waiting on someone to bring you the real back. Party time, party time, excellent. Turn it up, we turn to hopes. Never late, don't mistake us for no other bullshit shows, cause we the one. Party time, party time, excellent. Turn it up, we turn this smoke. Never late, don't mistake us for these other bullshit shows, cause we the one. Oh, yeah. Big step, big step, big step, Lions fans, what's good? What up, though? It's your boy Al Fudge coming to y'all again with a new episode of First of the Party. Uh, Today I'm going to talk to y'all about the Lions draft pick last night. We all know last night was the first day of the NFL draft. A big holiday for me. I'm excited. It's my birthday week. I always look forward to getting together with my fellas or, you know what I'm saying, even my girl, and watch these motherfucking NFL drafts. Uh, Something that I follow from the end of the NFL season all the way up until the last day. I'm one of the motherfuckers I watched the very last day to the very last pick of the NFL draft. Because you never know who you add. Uh, Here in Detroit, we got a lot of motherfucking criticism. And we have a lot of criticism every year when it comes to uh, draft picks. A lot of criticism when it comes to what the Lions are going to do. Uh, We hear a lot of shit about same old Lions and things of that nature. But today I'm going to talk to you guys about why this pick isn't the same old Lions. Why you should be excited about this pick and the impact that this pick is going to have on the Lions. Um, Also, today I'm going to talk about Tyreek Hill, bitch ass, and uh, what he did and why he should never uh, play it down in the NFL again. But first... I'm gonna get going with the Lions' first-round pick at eight. T.J. Hawkins. Uh, we all know T.J. Hawkinson is uh, a tight end. We all know the bad luck we've had with first-round tight ends, whether you picked them late in the 20s or at 20, and you or you picked them at 10 ahead of uh, players that we didn't even know at that time was going to be a superstar but turned out to be a superstar. And I think for the most part, that's why a lot of Lions fans are upset with this pick. That's why I think we got Lions fans out there that's pissed off about um, the Hodkinson pick. Let me get one thing straight. This isn't saying about Lions because Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia isn't from Detroit. They weren't hired from Detroit. Inside the organization, like the previous, like like, like the Fords always do. This is the first time we've had a general manager and a coach combination that came from the same spot and had the same draft and philosophy and the same philosophy as building a roster. This isn't Charlie Weiss. This isn't Romeo Cannell. This isn't Josh McDaniels, whereas this is a coach from New England that fails to succeed. The difference between Patricia and those coaches is they didn't go to an organization that had a general manager that thought like, and were trained the way that they were trained in New England. He's going with Bob Quinn, who came from New England. He spent 15 years in New England to see how it operates. There's a reason why Belichick said we beat the Rams based off the game plan that Patricia used against them in the regular season. This team, this team is operating a lot differently. And it's they're building a the winner before your eyes, and you don't even know it. Look at the draft picks that Bob Quinn has had since he's been here, and look at the success that look at the success rate. He hit on Galladay, that was a third round pick. He hit on Carrion Johnson, that was a second round pick. Graham Glasgow is a starting center. He's been starting every year since he's been drafted. Taylor Decker is a starter. Frank Ragnow is a starter. Deshaun Hand last year in the fifth round, fourth or fifth round, he's a starter. A'shaun Robinson is a starter. Not by default. They're making good plays. They're grading out well in pro football focus. Jared Davis. Quandre Diggs. You got to look at these draft picks and look at where he's drafted. Me and my little brother went over these picks about a couple weeks ago and we looked at the success rate of these picks and the plays that they're making. And he was like, damn, this motherfucker been hitting. It's the first time we ever had a general manager that's been hitting on all these draft picks. And I'm missing out on some players. I'm missing out on some of these draft picks. I ain't even named. He's been hitting. Jamal Agnew, who's been an all-pro player, special teamer. Tracy Walker, the reason why we let go of Queen, go because of this guy. You gotta sit back and watch this shit play out. This isn't the same old Lions. Last year, Patricia had a had a six and ten record, and a lot of these players weren't his players. A lot of these players were Caldwell guys, and you know what I mean by Caldwell guys, Caldwell he got fired off a winning record, of winning seasons. So a lot of them players are gonna be in that locker room like huh? I don't even feel cuz like that. They had fired my nigga and 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 he you know what I'm saying he was winning games. They shouldn't even fire my dog. My dog should be here. He should have another shot. Them players Golden Take, Glover Queen. Those are some of those players. Some of the leaders on the team. That they say, oh, you know, we gotta get we gotta we gotta go a different route and build this shit a different way. Back to the Hawkinson pick. Hawkinson was a top five player. In this, play, in this draft. And he graded out. Damn, they're flawless. Another thing is look at the production of Iowa tight ends in this, in this league. This guy is more pro-ready than George Kittle. George Kittle is an Iowa tight end. This guy can block and receive. He can catch and he can block. He can run routes. He got he's the total package at tight end. He's not Eric Ebron. When Eric Ebron was in the game, you know what teams thought? Oh, they passing the ball. You had to come out the shotgun because Eric Ebron can't block. You can't run two tight end sets because Eric Ebron Ebron can't block. When Brandon Pettigrew was in the game, you know what they said? They running the ball. They run in the ball. Our most important player on this team is on Johnson. T.J. Hawkinson will now expand on Johnson's production. He will improve on his production because he can block. A lot of people said, and a lot of organizations and teams said that the Lions' uh, play calling is predictable. It's very predictable. Now, if you know football, now the Lions can line up in a single back formation, two tight and set, and run the ball because they got Hawkinson and they got Jesse James. The defense is going to come to the line of scrimmage. They ain't going to know what play the offense is running. They ain't going to know if they passing the ball. They ain't going to know if they running the ball because of TJ Hawkinson. And his blocking ability. You still got Marvin Jones out there. You still got Kenny Galladay out there on the outside. You got receivers. You got wide right receivers. And you still have the opportunity to add wide right receivers. Tight may have been the biggest hole on this roster outside a linebacker. I keep hearing everybody say, well, yeah, Oliver was on the board. Do you motherfuckers understand that you have a defensive line now? because of Bob Quinn he turned that weakness into a strength you got a defensive line of Ashton Robinson Deshaun Head Snacks Harrison and Trey Flowers you add hey, Oliver you will have a lot you will have great depth you will it will be a good pick it will be a, it will be a good pick you'll have great depth when some guy come out, you get, when, when hand comes out, you can throw Oliver in there. Or when snacks want to come out, you can throw Oliver in there. Was Oliver playing out of position at Houston? Yes. He is a great player. But in the same breath, at tight end, you brought in Jesse James, who succeeded as the second tight end in Pittsburgh. And everybody's saying all he needs is an opportunity. What if you give this guy the opportunity and he's not that? What if you give him the opportunity and he's not the number one tight end? Then you go look back and TJ Hawkinson gets picked up by Green Bay and him and Aaron Rodgers tearing your ass up every year, every year. Then you go look back and say, "Damn, we could have got T.J. Hawkinson, or what if A Oliver go to Buffalo and turn into Solomon Thomas, Harold Landry, one of those guys that oh he was supposed to he's supposed to be an All-Pro defensive lineman, in. all because you scared of Eric Ebron and Aaron Donald, if if." And Oliver was that top five can't miss player. He wouldn't have lasted all the way to what was it, nine? He wouldn't have went nine. He would have went top five. He would have went top seven. If he was that player. Hawkinson ain't Ebra Hawkinson is not uh Pettigrew. The running game is going to be a lot better now. The running game is going to be a lot better now because of Highton. If you tear their ass up in that running game with the two tight end sets, now you can hit them with the play action. You can hit them with with Gallagher over the top because he's got speed, four three speed, at six four. You hit with Marvin Jones. You can hit him with Hawkinson. You can hit him with Jesse James. It's a bigger hole at tight end. Tight end was an issue last year. We done had that red zone threat. Now you got got another red zone threat. Matthew Stafford, his best season in the NFL. He had the weapons of Titus Young, Nate Bronson, Calvin Johnson. Two tight ends. And Scheffler and Pettigrew with Javi Best. That was his best year. Now look at your weapons. Galladay, Jones, Evan Dola, On Johnson, two tight ends, Hawkinson. And James. what a better offensive line. The Lions had that success last year. I mean, that year, with all them weapons, and the offensive line has been, was an issue. The defense was an issue. That defense was an issue that playoff year where they lost to the Saints. No secondary. Chris Houston and Nobody else. They had Sue. They had Nick Fairley, But they had no secondary. Louis Delmas was back there. No secondary. Now you look at the Lions and what they did on the offseason. On the defensive side of the ball. They go out there and they add Trey Flowers. The top graded pass rusher in free agency. Super Bowl champion. two-time Super Bowl champion, the best defensive end in free agency. You go out there and you get Justin Coleman, graded in pro football focus as the one of the top slot corners in the league to go with slay. Rashawn Melvin, a 6'2 corner, who last year had a bad year with with uh with the Raiders as their number one corner. But the year before that with the Colts, he had a, a standout career. I mean, a standout season. A career year now he'll come here and play the number two corner big physical corner who plays man coverage is really good. You still got Corer Diggs, you still got Jared Davis, still got snacks Harrison the defense don't got don't have that many holes, and you can still add a greedy Williams in round two. that's somebody we wanted at eight that's somebody that everybody was clamoring for at eight greedy Williams Byron Murphy. We want Byron Murphy. We want Greedy Williams. Those players are still there at eight. They're still there. At eight, you would have reached for them, and you could have got them today. Then how would we be looking? We'd be looking crazy. Knowing that these players could have been there in the 40s, but you reached for them at eight. Lions defense are further along now because of the a host Bob Quinn patched up. And the offense needed a, a blocking tight end. That's like another offensive lineman. That's another player that can protect Stafford and open up holes for on Johnson. It's a football move. Is it sexy? If you know football, yeah. But y'all can't let the pass stop you from getting you a superstar player. Another thing you, y'all gotta realize is this too. The top teams in the league, the best teams in the league, they have great they have great tight ends. And I say great tight ends, top tier tight ends. That's what Hawkinson is gonna be. This ain't gonna be oh he's gonna be a really good player and you know he can help us. No, this guy's gonna be a Gronkowski, he's going to be a, a a a Zach Ertz, a Kelsey. He's going to be in that, a George Kelly. He's going to be in that realm. That's how good this guy is going to be. Look at the teams that successful winning championships in this league. The Eagles, they got Zach Ertz. You know what they did last year? They double back last year with Zach Ertz. With Zach Ertz on the roster, they double back last year, traded into the first round. And got Dallas Goddard. Another tight end. Two tight end set. You don't know how they're going to hit you. Over the top. Or they're going to hit you with the run. They went out there and got another tight end. Traded up ahead of the Cowboys. And got it. The Patriots. Forever, the Patriots have been going after two tight ends. Whether it was last year with Dwayne Allen and Gronkowski, or years ago with that magical tandem of Aaron Hernandez and Gronkowski, Martellus Bennett and Gronkowski, two tight end sets. The Rams. Tyler Higby. Gerald Everett, two tight ends. The tight end is key in this league because they have the biggest mismatch on the field. They're too fast for a linebacker. Too skilled, fast, and big for a linebacker. Too big for a corner. Too good. Look at look at uh, the Bears. They went out there and got Trey Burke. Trey Burton was playing with the with the Eagles the year before and won the Super Bowl. The Bears, they go out there and get him a tight end, and, and they added some defensive pieces, but look how good they was last year. Aaron Rodgers ain't been dominant since he had a tight end, since he had Jared Cook. Remember how good he was with Jermichael Finley? The tight end. The top teams in the league got a dominant tight end. Everybody see Tyreek Hill, and they think that's why the Chiefs win. in Patrick Mahomes, no. Travis Kelsey, the tight end, he's the mismatch. He's the person that allows Tyreek Hill to get behind the defense because you got that safety guard, 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 guard uh, Kelsey, because he's too good. You need somebody that can cover him. George Kittle. San Francisco going to be there. They would have been there this year if they wouldn't have had all them injuries. They're going to be there because they got a tight end. You need that tight end. The Lions went out there and got them a great tight end. He was a top five player in this draft. Top five, graded, One of the cleanest players in the draft when it comes to no weaknesses and strengths. Pro ready because he played a pro style offense. Playing in the Big Ten. TJ Hawkinson, y'all better get y'all heads out y'all ass, and I know y'all. I know we've been burned before. This is a different regime. I think this is a different team, and it's only the first round. We still got a lot of talent on the board. We still got Byron Murphy, the corner from Washington, on the board. We still got Greedy Williams, the 6'3 phenomena, phenomenal corner from LSU. I don't even know why he's sliding. He's still on the board. We still got the receivers on the board, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf. We still got the players on the board. We still got more offensive linemen on the board. We still got one of my favorite defensive is in the draft. We had a bad Uh, pro day, and a bad combine, and a bad uh, interview process with this draft. But if you put on his tape, I love him. And that's just Jache Polite. Jache Polite from Florida, defensive end. You put on his tape, and Dog is a beast. Still got him on the board. You still got Rockets in the corner on the board. Still a lot of players still on the board. Still a lot of talent still left there to get Justin Lane, the corner from Michigan State. Still got a lot of players that can impact this defense. You still got Mack Wilson, the linebacker from Alabama. But you can plug in and you can say, this guy can still help us. I think you will look back at this draft next year and say, damn. That Hawkinson pick wasn't bad. All the shit that we went through with Ebron year one and year two, you're not gonna go through that with Hawkinson. For one, there's a difference between having a a, court, a receiver that is a great receiver. Because there's issues that come with a receiver that's great. Like Calvin Johnson and Odell Beckham and Antonio Brown, those guys, those guys they don't win championships. Super Bowls haven't been won by a diva receiver in the last probably 15 to 20 years. Those receivers that's gonna, that's going to get 15 targets a game. T.O. wasn't winning Super Bowls like that. Chad Johnson, Julio, these guys ain't winning Super Bowls because it takes too much from the offense. You gotta you gotta target them 15 times a game. What that does to other players in like, tight ends like Ebron, he's out of rhythm. He's not used to getting the ball in, in, in a lot of situations. That's part of the reason why Ebron had a great season with the Colts last year because Andrew Luck was spreading the ball out. He don't have that deal of a receiver. T.Y. Hilton is good, but he's not an elite receiver. Playing with, with Luck makes him look elite, but you see when he don't have Luck, he's not elite. He's not even talked about so that balls being spread out, this is giving more opportunity for Ebron. Ebron played; he got drafted with Calvin Johnson. The ball's going to come to Calvin a lot. Not blaming Calvin for this for that for that for his downfall, but that's what happens. Hawkinson's coming into an offense to where he's going to play with Gallaudet, Marvin Jones, and Mendola. Players where the balls gonna, the balls going to be spread out. Him and Jesse James, Redick out the backfield on, Johnson so you're gonna look up and Stafford don't have to force the ball 15 times to Calvin if he looks across the board and say Galladay's got a got a mismatch over here Hawkinson has a bigger mismatch up the scene it can hit Hawkinson. you know what I'm saying you can look up and Hawkinson has 6 to 8 touchdowns this year year 1 you're like damn this guy you know what I'm saying Really good, good pick. That's the type of situation Lions just put themselves into. No more threes in the, in, in the red zone this year. We want to get sevens. We want to force the defense to make a decision on how to guard us. Not just, are oh, we're going to put two players on Calvin Johnson because he's 6'5". He's too big. Nah, you know, we got a 6'4 receiver over here in Galladay. Nah, he killing everybody in the red zone. We're going to put our strongest, strongest guy on him. No, but you can't do that because you got Hawkinson up the middle. You got Hawkinson up the middle. You got Marvin Jones on the other side. You know what I'm saying? You're taking away. You're, You're attacking in a different way. A way that the Lions haven't attacked in ever. So, like I said, man, don't be too quick to be negative, man. We do that too much in the city anyway. We dog our teams too, too fucking much, and, and then when they start winning, that's when motherfuckers want to jump on the bandwagon. And we did that with the going-to-work Pistons. We're doing it with this year's Pistons, and we're doing that with the Lions all the time. You know what I'm saying? Lions start winning and winning Super Bowls. I don't want to see none of you motherfuckers that's been out here hating on the draft picks and hating on the team week in and week out, downtown, partying with y'all howl a little blue on. Don't want to see it. Don't want to hear y'all say, oh, hell yeah, Lions, we 6 no. I wanna hear it. Don't wanna hear it. When I come back, I'm gonna talk to you guys about the piece of shit of Tyreek Hill. What this and why this motherfucker don't need to be in the NFL or play another fucking down. This your boy Al Fudge. This is first of the party. Welcome back to First of the Party. And this situation and this uh this topic here is gonna be uh a little bit of an angry rant or uh, a touchy situation right here. I'm we'll gonna discuss uh what's going on with Tyreek Hill and his situation. First and foremost, for people that don't know the situation and that's gonna and like to comment, I have a Facebook uh follower and a longtime friend, uh somebody I grew up with, make a comment. Or comments on the situation, that you can clearly, clearly see that he didn't read the uh, articles or the stories that's going on behind it. Uh, I like to urge a lot of you people to read these stories and articles before you comment on these situations, because you look make yourself look very, very bad, very bad. Uh, gotta inform yourself, man. Uh, the situation with Tyreek Hill is a uh, very 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 scary. He's a very dangerous person. Uh, someone that will do the things that he's done is very dangerous uh to society. He's a he's a very threat. He's a very 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 dangerous threat. Um first and foremost, Tyreek Hill should never have been drafted into the NFL. Never. Um last year, the Kansas City Chiefs And I said this last year when they did this, when the Chiefs cut Kareem Hunt for his situation last year, I was upset because I didn't get the message. We all know what happened with Jovan Belcher, with him uh, killing his wife and then going to the stadium and killing himself in Kansas City. We all know that. But, you turn around and say, "Oh, we 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 condone no domestic violence, no domestic violence, we can, no tolerance, zero tolerance." And then you turn around and you go the route that they went and drafting Tyreek Hill. I'm gonna get into what Tyreek Hill did, and then you see the video of an antagonized Kareem Hunt. And was he wrong? Yes. Did he deserve to be cut? No. And I think the Chiefs are going to pay for it this year. Thought he should have been suspended from the situation. But I didn't think he deserved to be cut. In college, Tyreek Hill was an elite player. I think he was signed on at Alabama. He was supposed to be a beast. But he had an issue, an incident. To where his pregnant girlfriend... The same woman he's with now. And she was in the court and in the, in the report and everything. She was pregnant, eight weeks pregnant. And Tyreek Hill punched her in the stomach and choked her. He punched a young lady in the stomach and choked her while she was pregnant. Not only did he do that, but he pled guilty to it. Pled guilty to the situation. So that means he's telling you, yeah, he did that. Got kicked off the team. Had to go to uh, junior college. Ended up getting drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs in the fifth round. After he choked his pregnant girlfriend and punched her in the stomach. That right there should have been alarming. Now that same child that survived was born into this world. And they had numerous incidents with the police with domestic violence. That child is now taken out of their home. Domestic violence. They didn't have enough evidence to charge Tyreek Hill this year. But they said there was a crime. But they just don't have the evidence. Because she took his side. Now, let me tell you what this what this piece of shit did to the son. Three-year-old son. A three-year-old kid. This ain't a situation where, oh, some kids just need their ass whooped. A pop, a spanking, you know, smack him on the butt. You know, some shit like that. That's what you do to a, uh, a three-year-old. Just a little pop, get their attention. No, don't do that. Stop. You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker was opening his his son's arms and punching him in the chest. A three year old kid punching him in the chest—that's something my dad did to me when I was 10, 11, 12. when I was growing up, getting more mature. You know, so when I was getting you know, getting bigger, I still don't punch my son in the chest. And he not—I I, slap him in the back of his head. You know what I'm saying? Pop him, you know what I'm saying? Hey, boy, you know, just grab his attention. You know what I'm saying? This nigga punching his three-year-old son in the chest. Broke his three-year-old's arm. Broke his arm. They got video recordings that came out yesterday. His girlfriend, his wife now, his wife now, Recorded. Got recordings. And she came to a close friend. For insurance for her. Insurance for her. With him on there saying. In these words. You should be terrified of me too bitch. Admitting to punching the son in the chest. The son. Her asking so who? What happened? What happened to you? Who did it? The baby's saying, "Daddy did it. Daddy did it." Baby's out of their their care now, so the baby's safe. Hopefully, the baby don't go into their care again. It don't go to her because she ain't strong enough to protect hers. You know what I mean? Are you, argue, Miss Me and My Lady, getting into Because hey, you might have hit the baby too hard. You might have hit AJ too hard. You might have you know you might have went too far. On a spanking. On a child bigger than a three-year-old. And this motherfucker out here. Punching the three-year-old in the chest. Breaking the three-year-old arm. And then telling his his wife. You should be terrified of me too, bitch. And I'll I don't care. How good this motherfucker is. He should never play a down in the NFL again. Period. Ain't no place for you in that league. I don't care what y'all say about other players and what they done did. We got to take care of our community first. And we got to, that make us look bad. When I say us, talking about black men. They go look at us like, oh, that's what we do our, to our kind. That what we do to our women. That's the type of animals that we are. No, that ain't us. This ain't that. We don't do that shit. That motherfucker's an animal. And that motherfucker don't have a place in this league. I don't want to see him play another Don in this league. I, in my books, he's just like Ben Roethlisberger to me. I don't care for Ben Roethlisberger at all. Some people say I hate on him. I don't give a fuck. I don't fuck with him. He a piece of shit. Tyreek Hill, you in that same category. You with Ray Rice. Y'all motherfuckers, piece of shit. Greg Hardy, same shit. Y'all motherfuckers, pieces of shit. Josh Brown, the kicker from the Giants, piece of shit. He out the league now, too. Don't, don't. Zero tolerance with that shit, man. First, you, you you hurting, you you damn near killed the kid before you even got here, and now when the kid get here, you fucking him up. Nah, that motherfucker right there, real piece of shit. That's why I, That's my take on Tyreek Hill and his situation. Hopefully, you don't play another down. I ain't go spend too much. I go spend too much more time. I do with that much more energy. I got my first take. Uh, I got my first to the party. Uh. Wild ball prediction coming up next. Y'all stay tuned. Welcome back to First to the Party. Last night we seen Kyler Murray go number one. Number one draft pick to the Arizona Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury been in love with this kid from the college days. And to be honest, uh, he going to put more asses in the seats. His style of play may be more effective for that organization. And their players that's there. They still need some receivers and things of that nature, but uh he fits their team and David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk and what they have there offensively. But with that being said, my first to the party bold prediction Josh Rosen will have a better career than Kyler Murray. I think the situation, I think this guy, this kid is tough. He knows how to make the big play. He's obviously talented. And I think this is probably the best fit for him. I think he's about to get traded and go to a situation to where the offense and the players fit him better. And where I can see that happening is you can see him going somewhere like Miami. The Miami Dolphins may be that team to go out there and get him. he's got a lot of weapons over there. He's going to have Devontae Parker. He's going to have Kenny Stills. He's going to have a good tight end and Mike Jacecki. He's going to have a lot of weapons over there. And he's going to have a running game. He's going to be straight. You know what I'm saying? They're going to need some offensive line help, but quarterback has been their issue. And I think he's going to go over there, and he's going to be pretty good. If he don't go there, I think he'll go to a – you know, some some team's going to get him. But just from them giving up on him, I'm hoping that he has a, a better career, and I think he's going to have a better career. You know, I just don't like the way that they did him, too. It was fucked up, man, how you did this kid. You drafted him in the first round last year, and then you just throwing away the garbage. You know what I'm saying? Your team last year was horrible as it was. and when You didn't give him that many options to play with and throw with anyway. And he went out there and he won games. It was very competitive. In a tough, in a tough environment. So, you know, that's my first to the party prediction for this episode. Josh Rosen will have a better career than Kyler Murray. Now, that ain't saying that Kyler Murray going to be weak. You know what I'm saying? Or he ain't going to win no championships. Or he ain't going to be good. I think he's going to be good. I just don't think he's going to have a better career than Josh Rosen. He may win one or two championships or go to a lot of Pro Bowls, but Josh Rosen will win championship, more championships and possibly go to more Pro Bowls. That's just my opinion. You know, I could see Josh Rosen getting traded to the Chargers somewhere where he can go over there and back up and learn from Phillip Rivers for a year or so, and then when Philip Rivers is ready to go, Step right in. You know, I can see him going somewhere like Cincinnati, Jacksonville. You know, Cincinnati and Jacksonville, you can compete in Cincinnati for the starting spot with Andy Dalton. Or Jacksonville, you know, you can sit behind Nick Foles and, you know, wait and then eventually take over. Same thing in Tampa Bay. You know what I'm saying? I can just see Josh Rosen making a big impact. I can even see him going and sitting behind his mentor in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers being in the same situation Aaron Rodgers was in with Brent Favre and taking over, learning from Aaron Rodgers, who a lot of people was comparing him to, and then taking over and being that, being that star player. So my first to the party, bold prediction for this episode, Josh Rosen would be more successful and have a better career than the number one overall player. Josh Rosen, you uh, Better than Kyler Murray. Not better than Kyler Murray, but bigger career than Kyler Murray. That's this episode for First of the Party. I'm going to get with y'all uh, probably tonight or tomorrow. I might even go live on Facebook, too, to see these next two picks for the Lions today. You know, today is day two. We get the first, I mean, the second and third round. Uh, keep your eyes on Greedy Williams, Byron Murphy, uh J. J. Polite, uh Debo Samuel, uh, DK Metcalf, you know, for all the people that want a receiver, her. Uh, it's a lot of talent left in these next two rounds. Uh, and some, like I said, Greedy Williams, a lot of people was talking about him at eight. If he was to fall to lines at 43 and they snag him at 43, what y'all going to say now, nah, man? What y'all going to say now? Nah. But it's your boy Al Fush. Thank y'all for listening to another episode of First of the Party.